Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. It is the Cashin' Out Podcast. I'm Scotty Vegas with Anthony Rothman and Mark Moneyline. Mark, and uh, guys, let's start out with that ridiculous Rose Bowl because the emotions <laughs> that we ran through uh, in that in that afternoon were, were just incredible. Ohio State, uh, of course, when the, when the announcement of the Rose Bowl is that it's Ohio State-Utah, the line comes out, and Ohio State is minus seven. That's the initial line. It comes down a tick. It comes down to six and a half uh, when I, there starts to be some rumors about guys sitting out. And then... We get the announcement. Four Buckeyes are opting out of the game, including Olave and Wilson, and the line comes down to four. And how about the fact that this game uh, ends up coming down to Ohio State has the ball at the one-and-a-half-yard line with 12 seconds left, and they kick the field goal <laughs> to win by three instead of covering the four. Listen, I, I was not unhappy about that. I wound up taking the four. I changed my opinion during the week after the opt-outs, and I thought it was going to be a very competitive game, in which it was. And so I did switch and I took the four. I did not, it wouldn't have shocked me if Ohio State lost the game. I certainly thought they would win the game, but I thought four was enough to give me that insurance that I needed. Uh, the one thing I was a little worried about, you know, in the beginning of the game, or not in the beginning of the game, but before the game, was that, you know, Utah does play a ton of freshmen on defense. And I wasn't so sure that even with Ohio State opt outs, that they would be able to outscore Ohio State. You know, they play, they have eight or nine freshmen on the field at the same time. At one point, they had five true freshmen starting on defense. Uh, are the opt-outs enough? And as a, But then everyone started talking about the narrative of the game, how much Ohio State really would want it. It was a business trip for Utah. That was a Super Bowl for them. But I want to ask you guys one question, which I don't know the answer to. What was the line after Utah went up 14 nothing, I can I don't know at 14 nothing. I know at halftime when Ohio State was down 14 that uh, the money line on Ohio State was plus 220 at that point. So to take Ohio State to win the game mm -hmm. down 14 at the half was plus 220. I will tell you the two times that I bet this Rose Bowl. Yeah. The first was pregame. I took it as a parlay. I took it with Alabama and George on the money line mm -hmm. and Ohio State on the money line. So all three money line, and I got it at plus 120. All three favorites. All three favorites. I loved it. All I needed was Ohio, uh, you know, Alabama and Georgia mm -hmm. came through. No problem. Ohio State was was the fear, and, uh, you know, they ended up pulling it out. The other time that I placed a bet, and I texted you, Utah's quarterback went out. I texted you at this point, and I showed you a screenshot of the live odds of when the Utah quarterback went out. The game was tied, and Ohio State had a sack, and it was going to be second and long for Utah. And I ended up taking Ohio State again at even odds, just cl very close to even odds, right when he went out. So 38 all, 10 minutes to go in the game. Cam Rising gets slammed to the turf in a tie game. They have yep. to turn to that former walk-on. They wound up punting on that fourth and four. But it did not. It allowed you to make a bet while he was 
Yes. Being attended to? It did. It did. As soon as, as soon as I saw him down, and it looked like he was not coming back no, up. he was out. Yeah. He was out. He was out. He was just laying there, and, you know, I'm hopping on, and I immediately am looking at the odds, and I jump on it as quickly as I can. And at that point, it was even odds because Utah had the ball. And uh, obviously, we know Utah punted. Ohio State mm-hmm. scored. Utah, with a quarterback who had never thrown a pass, Amazing. ends up scoring a touchdown to tie the game. So then I start to get nervous, but Ohio State has enough time to win. So, by the way, real quick before Mark jumps in, at that point in time, I do believe part of me feels like if if when Utah came back down and tied the game at forty-five all when he hit Kincaid for that touchdown over Hickman, that if there was like. If that was a last-second touchdown or something, I, I bet they go for two. I bet they go for the win. 100%, e- even Anthony. Even though they have a former walk-on quarterback. Like, part of me was fighting Mark in that, well, if they had Cam Rising, they definitely go for two. When they had this guy, do you really want to put the game in his hands? But I almost started feeling like you have a backup quarterback now. Rising's not coming back to save you. If you go to overtime, you're probably going to lose anyway. Like, at that point, I think they would have gone for two. But I think since there was a lot of time left, um, even if they would get the two-point conversion, they would still have left Ohio State enough time. It wasn't a winner-take-all play. Do you agree, Mark? Yeah, I, definitely. He should have at least considered, you know, two or went for two there. For I, I totally agree. I mean, because to your point, if you go to overtime, you got no shot against us. I mean, we they couldn't stop us whatsoever. So I love. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Mark. I love that you brought up this point because I will tell you when because I had a lot, a lot invested in Ohio State winning mm-hmm. that game, especially after the the quarterback got hurt. Um, I was so nervous that Utah was going to score that touchdown with less than a minute to go, and I a hundred percent believe they were going for two, and I was terrified that they were going to take too long, score the touchdown, go for two, score, and win the game. That's that's I was very fearful of that. I'm a hundred percent sure they would have gone for two, especially. I mean, they they played aggressive throughout the that entire game. Remember on what was it on fourth and uh, one at their own thirty eight yard line, uh, they went for it, and on the next play they, they or on that play they score a touchdown. So you know there were two times where I thought Utah kind of screwed up in this game. There were a couple times where I thought they got really conservative on third down. In, in the second half, there was a third and seven, I think, inside Ohio State's 10, and they ran the ball. There was a third and fourth, the Ohio State 33. They ran the ball. They did it like a read option. Um, it, they just they stopped being aggressive in Ohio. And then Jackson Smith and Jigba obviously destroyed them. But um, that's a good bet by you being able to get that in, Scott, at that time. I, I did not think you had a prayer of getting it in during any kind of an injury time. But uh, the fact you were able to get it in is big. And it certainly was. I, I would not have, you know, Utah scores 35 in the first half. Obviously, they're not going to score 35 in the second half. But the fact that they were up 14, and but you don't know what the line was at that. You don't know how many points Ohio State was getting? I don't. Okay. I don't. I, I assume probably about a touchdown. If 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 they were 2-1, to one, and they were, they were plus two, 220 mm-hmm. at the half. Um, I would assume that they were probably about a touchdown favorite at that point. You know, there were times in that game, you know, if that tight end Keithy, who looked like he hurt his right ankle, if he was going out, that would have been big. He wound up actually coming back. Um, you know, it's it, it was such a – it just became such a shootout that you just wasn't – you weren't sure whether 
Utah would be able to hold them off, and that's exactly what happened. They just couldn't hold them off, and Ohio State was just a machine. Stroud played brilliantly. Jackson Smith and Jigba had one of the greatest games in the history of Ohio State at the receiver position. And then, like I said, I thought the conservative nature uh, in the fourth quarter, the third and fourth, Ohio State's 33, um, when they were up seven, to not thinking that would be enough, um, they wound up, I think, going for it on fourth down because they just were in no man's land. But anyway, they uh, Ohio State just they did everything they needed to do at the end of that game to win it. So and so it was I want, a great victory. I want you guys to guess at this because I will tell you right after that game, there was something that I was like, I can't wait for these odds to come out because I can't wait to place a bet on them. What do you guys think they were, that would be after the Rose Bowl? Next year's preseason odds? Close. Um, something year. on the Heisman. Heisman for next year. For Stroud? For Stroud yeah. and... No. for Jackson Smith and Jigba because the the odds have already come out. Right, I, I, I have them already. Not on Jackson Smith and Jigba. In fact, I have sent a little message to the site that I use saying, can I get odds on Jackson Smith and Jigba? But I did already place a nice little wager on C.J. Stroud mm-hmm. because I think it's still good value. What do you guys think he is to win the Heisman next year? Hmm. Plus four hundred. It's pretty close. Um, who's the favorite? Bryce. Bryce is. Bryce, Bryce was favorite. two to one. Yeah, so, he's, so I'd say somewhere right around four and a half, five yeah. to one. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Five to one. Yeah. So I got him at five to one already. I, I think I, you know, I I love it. I love it. I, that was the first what thing that I wanted to on? do. Fifteen to one. But but gosh, I think with with the quarterback, the the wide receivers, I just I love Travion mm-hmm. as far as uh, I think he's that talented to to win a Heisman. I just don't think he can do it in this system. It's good value. It's a long long ass wait. I hate that. It is. It's tying it, your money it, up it, early. Yeah, it depends how much you bet on it. But yeah, it's it's one of those, and that's why the the long shot those futures are just so tough to place. I could I could see in you know the beginning of the season right before the NFL doing a future, but man, doing a Heisman it's a year. It's, it's a, a full it's a, it's year a, investment. A year. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> heck, the site could go under. <laughs> oh gosh! All right. So last thing with college football uh, before we move on, the new the national championship mm-hmm. line is out. It's Bama and Georgia. Georgia minus two. Mark, were you surprised at all at that line? Not really. I think they got it about right. You know, at first, I actually, to answer your question, I was slightly surprised because of the way Bama destroyed them. That, to me, and this is the reaction from what Georgia looked like against Michigan, and maybe what's baked into this is the revenge factor, that I'm looking at it from the wrong point of view, that, I'm looking at it from, well, this is a team that just ripped the hell out of them. Why wouldn't they be the slight favorite? Like, we have head-to-head knowledge of these two not that long ago, and the team that got throttled is the favorite just based on way they, the way they beat Michigan? Something Scotty has to be baked in here, Mark, as well, on 
the revenge factor, the losing before helps the team that that lost. The fact that Kirby's never beaten Saban, he's 0-4 against him. You get Saban as a dog. I just I I understand Stetson Bennett played great, and maybe that's what people needed to see was him have a great game and and that would be fine. But boy, Bama can be a different beast. So to answer your question, I thought it would be flip-flopped. I thought Bama would be the slight favorite. Yeah, I think it's a relatively even game. But, you know, the fact that, number one, Alabama's got Nick Saban, who just finds ways to get things done in national championship games yep. and in these situations, versus Kirby Smart, who has never got it gotten it done at this level. And then, by the way, you've got the better quarterback on Alabama, too. Yeah. I mean, those, to me, are two tiebreakers of why I'm picking Alabama. Not only that. Look what they have now with that running game with Robinson. Now, I don't know if they'll be able to do that against Georgia because that's a different deal. But you have Jameson Williams, you have B-Rob now, you have Young. And, man, they rushed for more yards in the first quarter against Cincinnati than six of Cincinnati's opponents did for the entire games this season. Jeez. Like, they, they beat them down. Now, they cannot do that to Georgia. So that changes things. So I I can't look at the Bama Cincy game and say, you know, anything. But I am a little bit surprised. I just feel like the coach, the quarterback, and the fact you just beat them yeah. 35, 40 days ago, like that to me means something. But Georgia got more than what they need against Michigan besides just winning. They got crazy confident again. Yeah, that's true. Mark, do you have a lean on the game? When I look at a game like this, you know, even if it was flip-flopped, I would still take the money line dog because I think these two teams are pretty equal. And I'd also parlay it with probably the over or under one of those other two. But no matter which team was um, the underdog, I would have taken them on the money line for sure, just because that's a toss-up, in my opinion. I agree. And right, you're getting me, plus 110. Numbers. You're getting plus 110 on with, the – With Bama? Yeah. Right now, a two-point underdog. I saw they, you know, some places has it as two and a half, some two. That's not yep. a huge change, but uh, plus one, one ten on the money. I, I agree. I, you know, getting that value on Alabama in a national championship game, that seems pretty good to me. I took the over this morning, and it was plus three twenty-nine over in uh, money line on Bama. Plus, you said so, basically three plus to one. Three twenty-nine, yeah. And what is the over-under? 52. Hmm. And and, uh, and just to go back slightly to the Ohio State game, I took the over and the four. So, man, was I disappointed when we didn't end the game with a touchdown. But overall, you know, my heart just went in the game. You know, so Bam, yeah, the Bama-Cincinnati game, you know, that was minus 13 and a half. It was 57 and a half, so it went way under. Uh, Public was all over Bama. They yes. were all over Bama, and and they cash. Let's go back. You know, Cincinnati was that eighty to one shot to win it all before the year. Um, Bama offense. Um, I mean, I just didn't think Cincinnati could keep up. Um, you, you gave Saban three to four weeks to prepare for that thing, and so that kind of went a little bit according to the way it was. Unless Cincinnati could just be better in the red zone. Cincinnati was better in the red zone than they were going to kind of hang in there and give themselves a puncher's chance at the end. The Georgia-Michigan game, what were they, minus 7.5, 45.5 over-under, so it went under by, what, a half a point? 
I think. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. So the over under was one that people were sweating out. You know, Michigan was the was the ticket you needed because you could get Michigan at the beginning of the year at 100 to one, and so I think that was even to reach the playoff. Am I wrong about that? Were they 100? Or does that sound no, wrong? No, I, I think it was 100, 100 okay. to 1 to, to, to win, win it all. Yeah, because okay. because you knew if you win the Big Ten, yeah. you're probably getting yeah. in, and they weren't Yeah, that's true. So they were the biggest long shot, though, to, to, to win it all, even more than so than Cincinnati before the year started. So, And the, and the other thing about Michigan, you know, and this, this is the game I got wrong, by the way. Um, they were 11-2 and two against the spread this year. That was the best of everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone. And... The public liked Michigan. I think almost 70% was on Michigan. Uh, McNamara wasn't Bryce Young, but he had just played great in a game. They couldn't, they can't throw it all over the yard, but I didn't think they were going to have to to beat Georgia because Georgia, I didn't I didn't respect their offense the way I probably should have. Thought in a low scoring game, over under 45 and a half, you're giving me seven and a half points with a physical team that can slow the game down. I thought seven and a half was more than enough. And it turns out it was a throttling. No, you knew, uh, you knew it was over at halftime yeah, with the that, spread. Stetson Bennett and that defense certainly was hungry. I just didn't think Bennett could play the way he did. Um, I guess them getting humbled against Bama really worked for them. And Michigan, the exact opposite. Michigan, I thought, would ride their confidence wave. Now everyone's accusing them of being crazy overconfident since they beat Ohio State. Just because they got past Ohio State, they thought that the world was theirs, Tony Montana style. And they had an ending like Tony Montana had in Scarface. So um, that's the deal. So I actually got the Bama game right, got the Michigan game wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, public got the the same way. The public was Bama and Michigan, and it ended up being Bama and and, uh, Georgia. So... Um, let's move on to the NFL though. We've got uh, a lot of excitement with playoffs right around the corner. Uh, tonight we've got Browns and Hmm. Steelers Moneyline Mark. I know you're a big Browns fan. Still excited for tonight's game at all. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the way everything almost panned out the way we needed, we needed it to yesterday and just fell short. The Chiefs Bengals game was tough pill to swallow, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, we didn't control our own fate. And when you do that, you know, typically it doesn't go your way. Um, but, you know, there's some things I'm looking forward to. I think they're going to sit um, some people and they're going to put some some lower guys on the roster and give them some minutes tonight. So I am kind of excited about that. Like uh, Schwartz out of uh, the rookie. Um, I think he's going to be on the field a lot tonight. He's just so fast, fun to watch. Um and, you know, I, I do like rivalry games, especially this one. You know, I got some neighbors coming over who are uh, Pittsburgh fans, so try to make the most of it. But, yeah, I mean, just an extremely disappointing season, obviously. And what a wild ride this spread has been because yeah. this yeah. was minus three and a half for the Browns on Sunday. Like Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon, it was minus three and a half Browns. And now – uh, without any injuries, without you know anything other than the fact that now this game is really irrelevant for both teams, uh, now it is the Browns plus two and a half. So that's a five point swing. Really makes me wish I had taken the Steelers at plus three and a half, and then then you take the Browns now at plus two and a half, and then you would have had a nice little window right there, a five point window without yeah. the game even starting. <laughs> so. Pretty wild ride. Thoughts, Anthony? Yeah. So, beginning of the day, 
I felt like I got to bet the Steelers. That and I'm 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 going on Ben's last game at Heinz Field, in a game that now has lost intensity for the Browns, and in a game that really doesn't ma- that doesn't matter for Pittsburgh. You feel like the intensity though that Pittsburgh will have to send Ben out with a victory, I think is real. The intensity the Browns have is there isn't an intensity. It's just that the pressure's off. The game doesn't mean anything. So maybe they'll be a little more freewheeling, and it's not like Pittsburgh is some great team. So I just feel like I bet the home team tonight, the quarterback's going to want to play a good game. It doesn't mean he will, but I feel more comfortable betting the Steelers. I do. I don't – it's just – I I may be completely off because the Browns maybe – well, now that we don't have to win, we will win. But, man, I, I just I, – I know that Ben's not the same guy, but there's something about him and there's something about this team, how they're going to want to play for him that I'm going to back tonight. Doesn't mean that I got it right, but minus, less than a field goal, I got to take the home team. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Even yeah. when it was, you know, looking like it, the game was going to matter for the Browns, I was still on taking Pittsburgh plus three and a half because of that motivation in sending Ben out a winner. And they've been good at home this year. That's the other thing. They're like, they've been horrible, but they've been really good. They've been good at home. Cleveland has not been great on the road. Browns have lost five of their last seven roadies. Um, they lost to Pittsburgh as home favorites earlier this year. And so, you know, now I am worried about the real part of the football game, which is the Steelers' run defense against Chubb. And is Hunt coming back tonight, Mark? Yeah, he, well, it, it certainly seems that way. He's listed as questionable, but everything I've been hearing, he's playing. So the Steelers are 2-0 straight up and ATS as home, home underdogs, but they're not. They're not. Now they're a home favorite. Um yeah, this is a it's a, it, listen. That's why it's compelling, right? Because we've just created the storylines for it in a game that really doesn't mean anything. It's still bet worthy. Oh yeah, because I do think you have enough information where you feel like I do, where I can go in feeling confident. But uh, that's why I'm looking forward to the game because I think both teams want it for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Baker wants it certainly. He's got a you know he's he's going against his rival on the road. He needs to to end the season on a high note. And then the rivalry part of it, and then Ben, and will he will he lose his last game, most likely, against Cleveland? And he's had a great career against them. So Which, would, would either of you guys sit Baker and possibly Garrett tonight? Because they're both injured, obviously. Would, would, would you guys consider that? I mean, I would consider it as an owner of the team. I just don't <laughs> think it's being considered as – it's just the narrative around playing a rival, Mark, and knowing your season was ended for you yesterday because you needed help. I think there's part of the, the intensity of saying, you know what, we want to go win this game. I know it doesn't help your draft pick. It hurts it. But, no, I, I don't think I would I wouldn't on a Monday either. night. Or- I, I wouldn't either. You got the rival aspect. You've got the fact that these guys were expecting to play all week, too. These guys practiced mm-hmm. like they were playing. I mean, so I, I would absolutely mm-hmm. play them. Now, next week, that's a different story. I think you could you could definitely sit them next week. But I think, you know, the fact that all week you have been preparing for this game, I, I think that's a factor. But, no, I wouldn't sit them. All right, let's look. There's been some changes. The crazy – uh, Cincinnati Bengals oh, comeback man. win over the Chiefs yesterday. It's kind of changed 
some of the NFL futures odds a little bit. Let's see if there's any value out there. Another interesting result was Arizona coming back from the dead to go and beat Dallas <sighs> yesterday. Yeah. Let me let me give you before you get into the futures and I and I like where your head's at with it. Um let me tell you about all the losers that are that were out there this weekend. So the public loved Philly laying four and a half. You're a loser by a half point there. The public loved Tampa laying 13 and a half against the Jets. That's a loser. Should have lost outright. The public adored the Rams laying six to Baltimore. That's a loser. The majority was on the Cowboys laying the six and a half against Arizona. That's a loser. Um, I mean, when you think about you and I and Mark have talked about this throwing in now, as far as money line losers, you almost had one with Tampa. You almost had one with the Rams. You didn't, you had a money line favorite and the Cowboys lose outright. Anything else I'm missing as far as like the little, the throw in heavy money lines that we love favorites, only one, right? The Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys won the Rams won. Yeah. There was a third one that you mentioned that also ended up winning. Oh, the Eagles. Philly. Yeah. So there really was only one Dallas m- decent money line favorite that bit it. Yeah. Dallas. And I and and that was by the way and I probably wouldn't have tossed that in. So if you tossed in Tampa, you tossed in the Rams like you like to do Scotty, then yes. you you made you survived. The one other is the Colts. Because the Colts Ooh. were a touchdown yeah, favorite yeah. and lost, I can tell you because I threw Raiders. the Colts in. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, that's a, that was that seemed like a very good bet. Yep, um, it, it's they were a hot team. Um, yeah, listen, if you threw in the Niners, you you won that. If you threw in the Packers, yeah, you know you were going to win that with with Sean Mann. So Patriots, you, yeah. Your theory, if you added enough in, if you t- if you won a couple spread bets and you threw in all these ones we're talking about the Rams, Tampa Packers, as long as you stayed away from Dallas and the Colts and the Colts, yeah. you survived. Cause I will tell you, <laughs> I did exactly what you just talked about. And I had the Colts in one and I had Dallas in my afternoon one. The so. bank, the Bengals were interesting because um, that line moved this week, I think some sharp money came in on Cincinnati. It did because that was that was at like five or five and a half. Yep, and I think it wound up kicking at three and a half. Yep, that's so right. Here come the Chiefs, eight game win streak. And by the way, Kansas City had covered six straight games, and they weren't laying that many points. And by the way, the over fifty one was easy. You know, it was really the bet of bets. I think was just isolating Cincinnati on scoring more than twenty three and a half points because you knew they would have to throw it in a shootout. And they've got the weapons to do it. I think that was the bet that really came in. But, you know, the public got hammered. You know, 70-plus percent were on the Chiefs laying the three and a half. And when you're up 14 nothing and 28-14, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you a quick Joe Burrow stat, guys. He's 9-2 and two now, ATS, and as a dog of at least three points. That's – he's a gamer. Mm-hmm. You want to have him. And Jamar Chase. Now, I want to talk about the Bengals because my question to both of you guys is, what is the ceiling for the Bengals in these playoffs? We know they're in now. We know they're going to win the division. We don't know what seed they're going to be. They're probably either going to be the three or the four seed. But in the AFC? In the AFC. The ceiling's the Super Bowl. I think they just proved it. Yeah. Ooh. I think their ceiling 
is the Super Bowl. Okay. Doesn't mean you're, everyone's going to touch the ceiling, but they just beat, winning, they, winning the Super Bowl. Ju- well, no. Well, they're ceiling winning it. Yeah. I guess if they get there, you Be- wouldn't you wouldn't feel that bad because who would they get there against? Against Green Bay. Um, potential. I don't know. Tampa's kind of in, in trouble right now. Um, the oh, Rams they, don't look amazing. They get all the way there this year in the NFL. That wouldn't yeah. surprise me at all. I, I'd say a couple weeks ago, I wouldn't have given you that answer. No, they just everything's been so inconsistent. But if they go to play Buffalo, or they p- go play to New England, or they play Tennessee in the AFC, or Kansas City now, Kansas City again at Arrowhead. I'll tell you right now, I'd be picking Kansas City. That's why I don't think the ceiling is Super Bowl because I think I don't think they're yeah. winning at Kansas City okay. in a in a uh, a playoff game. I, mean, I just they, don't because they, they got a lot of lucky yeah. breaks yesterday they too, and they got some calls. But they and they need some. They need a lot of help to be the one seed. I don't think that can. That's yeah, not going to happen. They're not going to be the one. Yeah. No. So, but I listen in a one gamer single elimination. Yeah, Arrowhead would be tough, especially against Kansas City. And by the way, they're going to get treated just the way the Georgia-Bama game's treated. You're really going to beat Kansas City twice, and you're going to beat them at their place in an AFC title game? So you might be right. They might be just short of AFC champions. But if they start reeling off wins in the playoffs, and now the confidence there, um, now we'd have to see you know, what the weather's like and all that in Kansas City in, in late January. But my goodness... I don't – they're as scary as any team right now based offensively, but I don't I don't see any team other than Kansas City at home that would say, okay, I'm probably going to lean that way. Mark, you got a ceiling for them? I, I think Super Bowl, they just beat, honestly, the yeah. favorite of the AFC. Even though it was at home, they just beat them. I think it would be a tough game, obviously, at Arrowhead, but I think they're certainly capable – I mean, Burrow is, of all the top 10 teams in either division, he's top five quarterback, which is saying a lot to me. You know, he's in there with uh, Rodgers, Brady, Mahomes, at least how he's played the last couple games and for this season. So I'm not betting against them right now for sure. You know, here's the one issue for me with the Bengals is look at what their route to – getting to the Super Bowl is going to be. And to be honest with you, I think it's just going to be too tough because they're probably going to be either the three or the four seed. And you're probably going to have to play either Indianapolis or you're going to have to play uh, the Patriots in their first game. To me, that's a 50-50, whoever they're playing. And I know it would be in Cincinnati, but to me, that's 50-50. Then you win that, then there's a good chance your next game is at Kansas City. Uh, as the two as the two seed, you win that, then your next game is, uh, is still an, an AFC Championship game, and, and then you got to win the Super. So uh, to me, I, I I have a hard time getting to the Super Bowl ceiling because I just think that road is going to be too tough. But they are playing amazing right now. I will read off teams. You tell me if you like the value on any of these teams. First off, you've got the favorites of the Packers. At just under five to one, they're plus four seventy five. I don't like the value on that. You guys, I don't. I don't like a ton of the NFC teams, but no, I, I do not. I think you know it's, it's. I don't feel as badly about it as you guys. If I get the Packers almost at five to one, I mean they're 
they're as good as anybody around. I, I just feel like I know it's, and they'll be the one seed, right? They will. I mean, they're gonna right. They're gonna get their. They're gonna get the the buy. So you got to go through Lambo, and if they get if they can get revenge against Tampa, um, I do not trust the L.A. Rams in Green Bay. If that were to happen, uh, Dallas. I no. I actually think five to one is not bad value. I, I actually would be willing to do that. Okay, you're talking to me. Yeah. You're talking me into it a little yeah. bit. I just five to one. That's a tough one for me. I will say uh, the one that is a play for me is now the Chiefs have moved from four and a half to one to five and a half to one. I do like a little bit more value there. Um, so that's that would be a play for me. Player pass on the Chiefs at five and a half. I'd take it. I mean, listen, you just mentioned the most popular Super Bowl right now, probably with Chiefs-Packers. Um, this could actually help the Chiefs losing this game in a weird way. I mean, it, it could. I mean, they had won eight in a row. Uh, they've righted their ship, and they'll probably get it back going. they got to go to Denver. They should be able to win that game. Um I feel about them very similarly that I feel the way about the Packers. I think that's decent value, and I, I wouldn't expect a whole lot more with them, so it's not bad. Uh, a pass for me would be Tampa Bay at 8-1. to one. You're passing on that? I, I would pass. I don't love Tampa Bay. The injuries? Injuries just scaring you off right now? Big time. Yeah. Well, listen, it's tough to repeat. When they have everybody, I back them all day. You're probably right. Eight to one is not the greatest feel right now, but boy, eight to one a few weeks ago, you would have said, I can't believe I got eight to one. But then they lose to the Saints. Yep. They suffer a lot of injuries. Yep. They yep. lose. Shut they should have the lost. Yeah. Then they should have lost to the Jets. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, they're the kind of team, though, Mark, that, you know, with Tom Brady, it's almost like just get them to the playoffs. Like you almost feel like he's just waiting to, to get to the playoffs and then they become scarier. When they get in, there are certain teams that you don't trust when they get to the postseason yet. Like maybe you trust the Rams now versus maybe when they get in the playoffs and let's see Stafford actually do it in the playoffs. Tampa's the opposite to me. They're the maybe you do strike when the value is is better because they he's a playoff guy. To me, it's injuries. It's very tangible for me. Like Godwin, now no Antonio Brown, Fournette. Like they got to get healthy. Yeah, and, those hurt. Those hurt. And, and last year, uh, I believe Brady threw, what, three picks, and they still beat the Green Bay. And so they can still win without him playing at an elite level. And it seems like he definitely makes everyone around him better. But to your point, they got to fill in some, some holes right now. All right, let's go now with the Bills at 9.5 to 1. Pass or play for you guys? I've always liked the Bills. I do like them. I, I like them. They've been, they've got some experience now. I like that value. You know, they're not the same. I don't feel about them the same as I did in the beginning of the year. I really did like them. In fact, I liked them in the AFC title game. I think my pick was them against Kansas City. And I think that value is pretty decent. They've got a great quarterback. And now, depending on where they have to play, that could matter. But I think they can be... You said nine to one? Nine and a half to yeah. one. Yep. It's, you know, I, I like it. You like it? I do. Yeah. Great quarterback. Yeah. You know, they're figuring out that running game, too, rotating those backs in. And 
seems like they're, they're really kind of clicking at the right time right now. They did have some shaky parts of the season, but it seems like they're looking good now. They did it against Atlanta, Scotty, with that running game. But, I, you know, Allen's, Josh Allen seems to be like their, their leading rusher like every other game. So, now they did it against Atlanta. But when they when they beat New England pretty handily on the road, you know, there, there was a feeling to me like they've righted themselves after the couple, like three out of four losses there a few weeks ago. And now they'll just kind of go through the motion against, against the Jets here to end the year. I absolutely like that value. I think oh. nine to one's good. Okay, so now those are the top yep. four teams. Is there one team out of that top four that you would want to have any money on to win the Super Bowl? The ones we just mentioned? Outside of those oh, outside four. outside of those four. Yeah, those are your top four favorites. I need one team out of those four that you would want money on. Do we get the value first? No, no. I just want I just want you to give me a team outside of those top four that you think most confident can still win the Super Bowl. I'll let you go first, Mark. What do you have? What's the Titans at right now? Titans are at thirteen to one. That's who I got. Henry's coming back. He is. You know they can yep. they can uh, you know control the game with their with their running game. And honestly, the guy that Foreman who spilled in for him looks pretty darn good too. So that might spell Henry so he doesn't get worn out. I, I really – they have some strong receivers. A.J. Brown is a stud. Um, I, I kind of like the Titans at 12-1. to 1. I'd probably still maybe throw a sprinkle a little bit on the New England Patriots. I just – not that I feel ultra confident in them. Uh, there's something still about them. I think that they'd be – what's their value? 15. Yeah. 15 to 1. Yeah, Tennessee's a good call. I mean, that's that's a team where, you know, I don't really believe in this team, and they may not even make the playoffs because they got to win on the road now to get in, and that's the Los Angeles Chargers. I've been talking about them with you guys. Yeah. Like, just like if they're a team that can just get in. Yeah. But, but I don't – there's just – I've watched a, a decent it, amount no. of Chargers lately, and I, and I like their offense. I love their offense. But their run defense is so bad. It is so bad. It's like every time uh, the opponent hands the ball off, it's five or six yards against against them. So I don't. I like the Chargers' offense a lot, but I don't know if they can they can make that big of a run. Uh, the team that I think, obviously, the Bengals at twenty one, and then the team I've been talking about a lot is the Colts. I still think I know the Colts lost to the Raiders. I still think at twenty one to one, there's still value there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just whether or not. It's really not about Wentz, right? You just think you can win with defense and running with that team. But when push comes to shove, winning it all, and I got to back Wentz, that's that's the trouble. So I'm trying to pick I'm trying to pick teams. You asked the right question. I think it's logical now that the teams I've mentioned to you are the ones that have good quarterbacks. You know, Josh Allen, uh, Mac Jones, Justin Herbert, like mm-hmm. I've named teams that if I can get into a tournament, then I feel like, okay, I've got the trigger man. And I'm glad you mentioned Cincinnati for the exact same reason. I have their ceiling where it is because of Joe Burrow. So you start really gravitating to quarterbacks in the postseason. Aaron Rodgers, if Tampa can get in, maybe Tommy can squeak them through. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. All these guys that we've talked about, it just seems like I'm coming back. So Tannehill, you're right. If they get Derrick Henry back, which they're supposed to, now getting him up to speed and game shape and all that, you know, we'll see. 
But you're right. It's uh, I just keep gravitating. The one team we didn't mention, the three of us did not even sniff them, are the Cowboys. Yep. They just lost, and we didn't even talk Arizona yet either. Right. And so Arizona's 19 to 1. <sighs> Dallas is 13 to 1. Could you not take a piece of Arizona? Yeah, 19, that's 19 a lot. to 1 in an NFC. Now, they got to go to Green Bay. Who knows? But they've got enough, man. They do have enough to get there. And that quarterback is a weapon. So I would say Dallas is one of those teams like everything goes right. You feel like they're the team, but they just don't have enough running right now. And. I'll ask you guys this. Would you back Dallas? If I gave you two chances, let's say the odds were the same, and I gave you Dallas and Arizona to win it all, and you could only take one. You taking Arizona? No, I'm taking still Dallas? taking Dallas. I, okay. Despite the loss yesterday, mm-hmm. I just think the offensive firepower on Dallas gives them the, the chance. Yeah. Um, I, don't tr- I don't trust – I gosh – not that I trust Mike McCarthy a lot, but yeah. I really don't trust Cliff uh, Kingsbury. Yeah. Um, I don't like either team to win the Super Bowl or or even to get to the Super Bowl. But I guess out of the two, I'd probably say Dallas. I'd, I'd take Arizona with a caveat, them signing uh, Fitzgerald to the active roster because losing Hopkins <laughs> hurt them. But if they get possession from Fitzgerald, he comes out of retirement, I'd take them. Okay, so let's end cashing out with this one last thing. Monday night football tonight. You either have to give me a pick as far as the spread, the over-under, or a prop bet. One that you like for tonight. I'll go first, and then I'll pass it around to you guys. I'm going to start out with, I'm going to take over on Ben Roethlisberger touchdown passes of over one and a half. I just feel like tonight... They're going to make sure it's Ben's night in Pittsburgh. This is the goodbye. That's the one prop bet out there that I really like, more so than the yards or pass mm-hmm. attempts. Or I like over one and a half touchdowns for Ben. That would be my pick. Mark, what do you got for tonight? I think that's a really good one. I'm, I like Brown's money line as underdog myself. All right, What's Anthony? the value there? You so the current is plus 125. Okay, that's I, there's value there for sure, you know, in a rivalry game. Um, I like – I'm going to piggyback on your Ben Roethlisberger in a weird way. Um, I'm going to take some value on a Pat Fryermuth anytime touchdown. Ooh. I, I He's back from his concussion. Ben's going to look for him a lot. And now getting him in the end zone, that's another thing. But I think he's almost 3-1 to one to do it. So I'm going to go value. So it doesn't really – not really a claim to a best bet, but yeah, Fryermuth has kind of been his guy, and I'll, I'll go an anytime touchdown, get him at like three to one. I like that, and I will tell you why I like that because Fryermuth was on my fantasy team, <laughs> and since I've been eliminated, which happened in the quarterfinals when my team couldn't score any points, my all the players that I had have now been going off in the last two weeks. I would have won that damn championship if I had just gotten so, one touchdown man. 
in the quarterfinals. It would have been a, a walkthrough. I mean, it, it's ugh. it's uh, so frustrating, and it's just like the it mimics the fantasy mimics reality, and that only one person is happy at the end of the year. Yep. And but I will give you real quickly. You know, Firemuth hasn't played since December nineteenth against Tennessee, and he didn't score. So he has scored. He scored against the Vikes. He didn't score against Baltimore. But he scored against Cincinnati, he scored against the Chargers, he had two against the Bears, he had one against the Browns. Like he he's had games in the beginning of the year where he wasn't scoring, but now he's been getting in the end zone. So now he needs he, we gotta get him some targets tonight. He's gotta get like five or seven targets, and hopefully one will be in the red zone. So uh but I agree. I think I can't imagine you gotta have Ben with two touchdown passes. Yep. Okay. I'm with you on it. All right, so next cashing out. Next Monday is going to be a fun one because we'll have the national championship game. We'll have the entire NFL playoff bracket to break down. So we will catch you on next Monday's cashing out.